Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to another interesting episode of All Things Basketball Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, Coach Luke. How's everybody doing out there in basketball land? I hope you're doing well, because I sure am, and I'm ready and raring to go. Episode 80, people. Wow, episode 80. Who would have ever thought back May 5th of last year, or well, of this year, actually, sorry, excuse me, that we'd be on episode 80. Well, here we are, episode 80, people, and the name of episode 80 is The Return. The name of episode 80, people, The Return. And I think a lot of people out there in basketball world know what I'm talking about, but as I do always, I get into it at the ease right on into it somewhere down the line in the show. Well, all right, people, let's get it going. Episode 80, The Return. But before we get it going, you know what we got to do. We got to tap in. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and I'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. Well, we're going to start in that Portland building, baby. Mellow, mellow, mellow. Well, as you know, Carmelo Anthony played against his former team for the very, very first time. He played against the New York Knicks. That's right. My New York Knicks. Sometimes I'm ashamed to say it, but you got to hang with them. Good, bad, or in between. And right now, you're seeing a whole lot of bad from those New York Knicks. But we're kind of getting off. We're talking about one Carmelo Anthony. He had a decent game against the Knicks. 16.7 rebounds. Nothing spectacular, but at the same time, it was good to see Melo back on the court. Good to see him performing, doing what he loves to do best, which is play basketball and express himself with the basketball in his hand. It was a wonderful situation. Well, I mean, it was a wonderful situation for the Portland Trailblazers because the score was 115 to 87. All right. And, um, you know, Coach Luke, I watched a little bit of it. But I had to get up pretty, pretty early. And the game, of course, got out of hand pretty, pretty early. I'm not going to even lie to you. So, I mean, you know, I watched maybe the first quarter, and that was it. But I tell you, Melo is really balling right now. He's really showing the NBA that he hasn't lost a step, and he's still out there ready to perform at a high, high level. But the Knicks and Portland played, and it was, you know, a blowout. It was a blowout, and the Portland Trailblazers basically had their way. You know, I also saw uh, a lot of the Trailblazers feeding Melo, trying to get him going. But at the same time, Carmelo Anthony's a consummate pro. He really shot the ball back to them. He really didn't want to put too many daggers in his old team. He just wanted to perform and get the W like most veterans do. And that's what he did. And so... Kudos to Carmelo Anthony and the Portland Trailblazers. But I tell you what, they're going to continue to get better, people. They're going to continue to get better. The Portland Trailblazers have a very good team, a few nagging injuries, and of course, you know, Rodney Hood is out for the season. But I tell you what, they're still loaded. And they're ready and ready and raring to go, man. They've got a playoff-laden team. Now, will they make it to the championship? You never know. 
You never know. Because once you get to the playoffs, it's any man's game. I don't believe they have enough to make it to the championship. But again, like I said, when you got a guy like Dame Dollar, C.J. McCullough, and of course, Carmelo Anthony, you can't rule nothing out. And so that's what's coming out of that Portland building. The Portland Trailblazers and Carmelo Anthony faced his former team, the New York Knicks, and the Portland Trailblazers gave them a shellacking, 115-87. to All right. Louisville Cardinals, been soaring, man, and they're still soaring. But they took their first L. They lost to Texas Tech. And so, you know, they might drop down in the rankings. They were number one from the jump gate from the start of the season. And I think Louisville will still be teetering around that number one position. But I'll tell you right now, you know, they're probably not number one after one loss. That's kind of how it goes in collegiate basketball. But they still look very good. And they still are one of my favorites to hoist that trophy in, uh, at April, in April. They're definitely one of my favorites to hoist the trophy in April. And so you still got to look out for them Louisville Cardinals. But coming out of Louisville, they took their first loss against Texas Tech. And so, hey, you know, you, I don't think you're going to go undefeated in collegiate basketball. I think it's very hard to go undefeated. You might get up to about 27 28 games, but you will not go undefeated in collegiate basketball. And so maybe it's better that the Louisville Cardinals lost a game early on so that they can get back on that horse and really perform at a high, high level. Once again, people, tap in. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. It really is for you. Let's do it. All right. The Big Return, man. Episode 80, The Return. Well, as you know, Kawhi Leonard showed up in that Toronto building the other night to a standing ovation. Well, it didn't surprise me because Kawhi Leonard is a stand-up guy. He left his heart on his sleeve. He didn't deceive anyone. And he let people know that he was missing home and he wanted to go back home. And I think delivering the championship before he started talking to the media helped his cause and helped him get a standing ovation the other night. I tell you what. Kawhi Leonard is a class guy, and they also gave him his championship ring on the night that he returned. It was a very, very great ceremony, a very great ceremony. He shook all his former teammates' hands and coaches and showed them love, and they showed him love right back. And it was a wonderful, wonderful situation, man. Standing ovation for about five minutes. Beautiful, beautiful job, Toronto. You appreciate what the young man brought to the table. You never frowned on him. You never kicked him because he made the decision to go back home. And guess what? That's how it's supposed to be. Again, though, when it doesn't go that way, there are other twists and turns that are involved. A lot of people said, oh, we thought that he was going to get booed. Well, why would Kawhi Leonard get booed? Again, he was a stand-up guy. 
all along letting people know he wanted to go back home. But while he was in the Toronto uniform, he performed at a high, high level. He didn't complain. He just put his head down and performed at a high, high level. And kudos to Kawhi Leonard for winning that championship. I believe that's his third championship. And so that's a wonderful, wonderful thing when you can pull it off like Kawhi Leonard did last year and then ride off into the sunset. All right. A question on the gram, man. I love the questions on the gram, and I'm always open and honest to them. Okay, and the question on Instagram is, Coach Luke, do you believe Michael Jordan should sell the Hornets? Um, I do not believe he should sell the Hornets. What I do believe is that Michael Jordan should get the most adequate and the best uh, um, basketball minds available in the Hornets building. And I don't think that, I don't think he's done that. I think because Michael Jordan's one of the greatest, if not the greatest player of all times, I think he can, feels that he can push buttons on the executive end. And I'm going to tell you, being an executive and being a all-time great basketball player are two totally different things. Also, being a coach is a totally different thing than being an excellent all-star and a Hall of Fame basketball player. And so these three things are three different entities. They take very concentrated effort to become an excellent executive. It takes a very concentrated effort to be an excellent coach. And it also takes a very concentrated effort to be an excellent player. But they are three different entities and I think a lot of people believe if you were a great, great player, it should be very easy for you to be a coach or it should be very easy for you to be as an executive. And that's not the case. And so I'm kind of getting off. But what I really feel is, no, he shouldn't sell the team. It's a very profitable business, profitable business to own an NBA team. But I believe if the Hornets um, fan base is really antsy and they really want a winner, then what they should do is plead to Michael Jordan to get great basketball minds in the building. By the way, my number is... <laughs> no, he should get a lot of great basketball minds in the building. And um, things will turn around. You get the best scouts. You get the best coaches. You get the best executives. And things will turn around. They'll really turn around for the Charlotte Hornets, if you get all of those three things in the building, because you got a nice young nucleus, a very nice young nucleus of players. And so if you can add on to that young nucleus of players, you'll be on to something. And so no, once again, the question on the gram is should Michael Jordan sell the Charlotte Hornets? No, I just believe he should get the greatest basketball minds next to him and let them do their job. Don't jump over top of them while they're doing their job. Let them do their job. All right? Tap in, baby. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go.
Alright. We got that AAU profile, baby. That AAU profile. Well, coming out of Rockland, Illinois. My girl, Brianna Bill. Coming out of Rockland, Illinois. My girl, Brianna Bill. Alright, and she's on her way to South Carolina. She's actually in South Carolina at the University of South Carolina as we speak. So if you get, if you're looking at collegiate women's basketball, look at the young lady, uh, Brianna Bill. Phenomenal. Six feet tall wing and a five star recruit. Okay. Coming out of, uh, um, Rockland, Illinois. Her AAU outlet was John Lucas Elite. Her AAU outlet is John Lucas Elite. Phenomenal baller, man. Brianna Bill can really play some ball. And of course, as I always tell you, I don't just look these young ladies up and young men up, but if I haven't seen them play already, and a lot of them I've seen play, but Brianna Bill is one that I hadn't seen play, I go immediately to their YouTube page and see what they're all about before I put them on All Things Basketball Podcast. And I had a pleasant surprise. Man, she can shoot lights out. Phenomenal first step. Wonderful down low. Great movement. Great footwork. Brianna Bill is the real deal. Wow, that rhymed. <laughs> Brianna Bill is the real deal. And she's our AAU profile for this Wednesday's show. All right. Well, people, we've reached that point in the show that we always reach. If you want to be a sponsor to the show, All Things Basketball Podcast, or you want to ask to your company to be on the show, hit me up at All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram and leave a message. And if you go to my Facebook feed, hit me up on All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook, hit the email button, and leave your information. If you want to be a sponsor to the show or you want to ask to your company to be on the show, those are the two things that you have to do. Thank you very, very much. Well, coming out of that L.A. building, baby, Dwight Howard is saying he's having his best time in the professional game of basketball. Dwight Howard, it looks like he's having his best time. Now, Dwight Howard is not the superstar that he used to be. But I tell you what, every time you see the Lakers play, Dwight Howard is smiling. He's very happy. You know, he's laughing and joking. He's having a great time. Now, is he starting? Is he the vocal point of the team? No, he's not. You know LeBron James and AD, they're the men over there. But Dwight Howard will come in the game and give his 15 to 17 minutes and be happy doing that. And I'll tell you what, he's performing very well. Dwight Howard is in great shape, and he's performing very well. And the other night, I saw him hit a three-pointer. I haven't seen Dwight Howard hit a three-pointer in 14 seasons in the league. And then he ran down the court laughing. So he's really, really enjoying himself. And I tell you what, you know, I just think Dwight Howard had too much pressure on him after leaving Orlando. I mean, when he was in Orlando his last year, or the year before his last year, they went to the championship and lost to the Kobe Bryant-led Lakers. And I think from that point on, there was a ton of pressure on Dwight Howard to get those Orlando Magics back in the run of things. And it just didn't work out. 
they really truly didn't surround them with much. And that's the funny thing. You know, they didn't surround him with much, but they expected him to be a trooper and put it on his shoulders. And some players can do that. I just never thought Dwight Howard was, was built like that. He's an excellent player and always has been. But he's never been built as a front runner to the point where he'll say, hey, put it on my shoulders and I'll take you to the promised land. Now, a guy like Kawhi Leonard is one of those guys. Put it on his shoulders, and he'll take you to the promised land. Excuse me. But Dwight Howard has never been that type of player, people. He's always been a fit-in player. He's always been a guy that can contribute a double-double to your cause. And he's always been a guy that could perform at a high, high level. But he's never been the one guy that will lead a team the way a team needs to be led. And you know what? He never professed to be in that type of player. I just think the media put that on him because of his size, his height, and, of course, you know, the slam dunk contests and things of that nature. But I don't think Dwight Howard has ever been the type of player that will lead a team completely to that promised land, meaning getting that chip and putting it on your finger. So Dwight Howard, we're kind of getting off because, again, Dwight Howard has stated He's having the best time ever as a professional now that he's back in the Laker building and got the purple and gold on. And I'm very happy for Dwight Howard. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing when you can do what you love, which is play basketball, and enjoy it to the fullest. Well, once again, tap in, people. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. All right. Well, more and more players, more and more WNBA players are coming out. And I really feel good that Sue Bird, L.I., you got to pull is leading the head as far as women getting higher pay in the WNBA. Like I said, the average pay in the WNBA is around 125 to 150 and a lot of people believe, oh, well, you know, they only play three months of professional basketball. Well, I'm not saying to anyone they should get paid the, uh, the way that the NBA is playing because the NBA – Scouts over seven months plus the playoffs. But what I am saying is that for professional players, they should be well compensated. Now, again, I'm not saying they should get paid like NBA players, and I don't think they want to. I think they want to get well compensated because they are professional teams and professional franchises. And don't forget one thing. Don't think for one minute all of these players, Candace Parker, Liz Cambage, all of these players that 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 uh, Sue Bird, Diana Taurasi, you know, Brittany Griner, all of the ones that's leading the forefront, Styler Diggins, all right? All of them that's that's leading the forefront. Don't think that they're not that they don't understand. They're looking at the trajectory of money that these teams are bringing in. 
that they're playing for. Don't think for one minute they're not looking at what uh, 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 the Las Vegas Ace as a team is bringing in, what the L.A. Spark as a team is bringing in, and then to turn around and pay them 90000 a 100000 And, of course, you know me, I love me some WNBA. But what I don't love is when you start to use the players because I'm a players coach and I don't like players to be used. So you need to pay them. And of course, we're going to help lead the charge here at All Things Basketball Podcast. We really feel that the women should be much more compensated than what they are. And so we're starting to see some rumblings right before the next WNBA season of a lot of veterans talking about the, the pay scale and the WNBA, and it's a beautiful thing. You keep talking, you keep talking, and something will be done. Something will be done. Well, you have a great commission to Kathy Engelberg, and she already stated that that was going to be one of the things that was going to be on her agenda, and maybe it is. But that doesn't mean that the players should stop talking about it till something is done, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing that those players, those top players in the WNBA are talking about it. Wonderful, wonderful job, ladies. Well, we got those Indiana Pacers, man, coming out of that Indiana building. Indiana is really balling, man. Indiana is really balling. Out of their last 12 games, they're 9-3. and three. They've won nine games and lost three in their last 12 games. Now, of course, Victor Oladipo is not in sight. And whether he's in sight or not, it hasn't stopped the uh, um, the Indiana Pacers from balling out of control, man. They are really playing some excellent basketball, and a lot of people are sleeping on them as far as the Eastern Conference. Because, again, when Victor Oladipo does show up, all right, and take some of the heat off of some of those players, that are really balling, you know. And and what I like about Indiana is they don't have the money of the big market teams. So they had to do it by trade, by signing trade. They will never, ever be able to compete with the Lakers of the world, with the Clippers of the world, with Portland's of the world, Miami, New York Knicks of the world, even though – I mean, the Knicks should start doing some sign and trade. They actually should start taking a page from the Pacers. But that's neither here nor there. I'm just talking about big market teams, the Bostons of the world. All right? Indiana can never, ever compete financially with these teams. But what they can do is make attractive trades, make attractive sign and trades. And that's what they've done. And so for what they've done, even though they've had somewhat early on a soft schedule, hey, you got to beat the contenders and the pretenders. I don't want to hear how soft their schedule is. They've won the last 9 out of 12 games, and they're a phenomenal team, and they have to be reckoned with, especially in the Eastern Conference. The Indiana Pacers have to be reckoned with, especially in the Eastern Conference, without their superstar, Victor Oladipo. And so we're waiting on Victor Oladipo to come back. But while they're waiting, they're not waiting, looking over their shoulder, saying, hey, Vic, when you're coming back, they're performing at a high, high level. They're asking questions. They're not asking no questions. 
they're getting out there and they're balling, man. And it's a phenomenal thing when you got a team that's a small market team that performs at a high, high level. Well, people, it's been a ball. Episode 80, The Return. Wonderful, wonderful situation. I'll see you guys next Monday, 7 o'clock, sharp. Don't be late because I won't be late because I can't be late. <laughs> I'd like to thank my staff always, man. My staff hold me down, baby. All Things Basketball Podcast staff. I got the best staff, as I always say, in the media business, bar none. All right? I'd like to thank everybody that downloads, shares, likes. Everybody that hits me up on Instagram with your questions, I love it. Everybody that hits me up on Facebook with your questions, I love it. All right? And I'll uh, see you Monday, 7 p.m. sharp. Good night. God bless.